Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Welcome back to Why Blank Lost. I'm David Bloomberg, and with me, of course, is my co host, Big Brother One. Big Brother 21's Ovi Kabir. You are not nearly old enough to be from Big Brother 1. Yeah, I was going to say that adds a few more years yeah. on me, but the the we, ones, the loyal fans who've been watching this from the start know I've been growing my mustache, and the length it takes me yes. to grow it just to this stage probably was from Big Brother 1 to that. Yes. So <laughs> I, I could see where you might think that. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, um, you know, you. this is your second time talking about Big Brother this week. Uh, I want to make sure people know that so they can go back and listen because you were a guest on the Stockwatch Roundtable podcast with Taryn and Melissa. So you've already had some preparation discussing the players this week, but I also know you have a lot more to say. Exactly. I mean, I, I had the um, I, the grace, the honor to go on the roundtable this uh, week with Taryn and Melissa, and it was really fun talking about it. And we talked about a lot of the house guests, most specifically Kyle. And one thing that I'm actually loving that if you've been sticking with this week in and week out here at Why Blank Loss is that David and I have been talking about Kyle, the things he's doing from literally the conception of the first conversations of when he started talking about the cookout 2.0 and so i mean we can jump right into it in that sense but i i love that the sense that we've been able to kind of track and we were literally when we first had these conversations about kyle saying he's saying these really off the wall things this is where implicit biases are starting to become explicit and i really hope it start stops here and week in and week out we were able to track and start seeing how from that week Two week three, his conversations of talking to like just Michael and Brittany formed to bigger things to him trying to create an all white alliance. And now ultimately is the reason why he lost the game. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I like what you say. It is a reason. You didn't say yeah. the reason, or at least I don't think you said the reason because, yeah, you know, it, it, anyone who has, you know, seen the show, seen the episodes, seen the live feeds. And if you haven't, I don't know why you're watching this podcast, but uh, hey, maybe we're just summarizing it all for you and you couldn't watch it. Fine. We're, we're, we're okay with that. But, um, you know, everybody knows things turned on him quickly and it wasn't normally, or it wasn't what you might call normal game related reasons. But yeah, we've been mentioning that this was in the background for a long time. Now it may mean it seems obvious what happened and so you know there may be some people who 
aren't even listening or watching because they're like, well, we already know why Kyle lost. Mm -hmm. Um, But everybody who is listening or watching, well, you tell your friends out there. No, no, no. It's more than that. Um, Because cases like this make it even more important to follow our usual method of looking at all the information about him from TV, live feeds, interviews, et cetera, then comparing his game to a set of guiding rules for winning. Mm-hmm. I originally wrote in 2004, closer to Big Brother 1, and have modified since with the most recent version posted at robhaswebsite.com slash Rules. Um, by breaking it all down, we can look at Kyle's game leading mm-hmm. up to this week and then, of course, what happened after the veto. Exactly. I mean, it's like it's a culmination of not just his actions, but his strategy. All of that all in one is the reason that he's going home. Some people who are watching and just watch the episodes might wonder and think from this last Thursday episode that there was only one reason Kyle went home. But no, it was a culmination of weeks in and weeks out from the alliances he made, the alliances that he fled to the new ones he made and the ones that fell apart all through his own doings have led him to the spot he is in right now. And so I can't honestly, this is probably one of the most excited times I've been to do a wide blink loss because we can really tackle each of the rules and see how Kyle took a misstep, maybe went in one way when he needed to go to the other way, because there's just not one answer for why he went home. Yeah. I, I can't say that I share the word excitement, but yes, we will, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go on with it. And uh, I, I think it's interesting to see, you know, what will come of this. Um, now, before we get to the rules, as always, we'll discuss some things about the week in general. Uh, this week was pretty much overwhelmingly Kyle focused for obvious reasons. Um, and so I'd like to start with something about Kyle, just not as it relates to the rules. Um, to me, if you watched only TV, you didn't watch live feeds, you didn't listen to Taryn's live feed recaps or read Twitter or anything like that. This episode was like a very special big brother. Watch as Kyle learns about bias and is redeemed. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they focused so much on Kyle, 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 and not on those who were most impacted by his statements like Monty Taylor and Terrence. Uh, you know, plus, as Taryn mentioned on Thursday night's eviction episode recap, production didn't bother to show the multiple times Kyle admitted that what he said was based on race. And I feel like people out there supporting him needed to see those admissions. Mm-hmm. No, I agree completely. I mean, here's the issue is that you're having a lot of people who have just seen these episodes and why CBS has shown them on these episodes and think that, well, was Kyle the one who brought up race or were other people who actually brought up race? No, Kyle made this an issue of race from the get go when he started discussing the reason he wanted to make an all white alliance to kind of tackle a boogeyman of an alliance that wasn't there. Uh, what we're seeing is that it's almost like this episode was if you had a if you had a girlfriend and you cheated on her and the whole episode was consoling you and the girlfriend had to console you you're, while you're the cheater. And this was the episode. We somehow had a whole redemption arc in 42 minutes of Kyle doing these actions. Now here's Kyle, his redemption arc, and now he's trying to learn and be better. And here's one thing I want to say. There, we want to hold people accountable and we want to also be able to let them grow and learn from their experiences in any situation. That's the hope you want because that's how things get better. Mm-hmm. Is that someone does something, they understand the error of their ways and they grow from it. But that can't be encapsulated all in the same time and all the same day because that's a disservice to the people 
that were negatively impacted by his actions. So in Kyle's instance right here, we really saw kind of like cookie cutter wrapped around the bow of, hey, this is kind of what went wrong. And here's everyone comforting him and hoping to be a better person. And I think, unfortunately, we didn't see the full gravity of everything he did. And that leaves some viewers at home confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like we saw, you know, this tiny, small amount of what he did and this huge amount here of, you know, him, him, you know, being redeemed almost. Um, now, I, I won't say he was fully redeemed, of course, but it almost seemed to be pushing that mm -hmm. way because during the latter part of this week, he did say things on the feeds indicating that, yeah, he was initially defensive, but then he realized what he'd done, what he'd said. And he knows he needed to recognize that to move forward. And that's what they focused on in the show. Um, you know, he told Alyssa uh, that he'll accept the consequences coming his way and they're all deserved. And he said some promising things in interviews, like understanding that it's mm -hmm. up to him to continue the process of educating himself, which is good because I think sometimes on the show or on the live feeds, it seemed like he expected others to kind of teach him rather for him to be the one to seek the, the way to learn. Um, I just hope he's being honest here and he does indeed continue the process so he can properly address it once Big Brother is over and he doesn't regress like Daniel and some of the others already have because, you know, saying the right words is one thing. Actually doing the right thing is another. If he truly wants to heal the situation, he needs to continue down the path in this way. I am hopeful he will do it and not suddenly switch to complaining about supposedly being canceled or treated unfairly when he gets out. I also hope that for Daniel and we saw how that went. So time will tell. Time, time will tell. And I mean, I, I hope the hope is that it's not just lip service, but I just wish that the show kind of focused a little bit more on experiences of Monty, Taylor and Terrence mm -hmm. within the house. But we talked, we heard from them in certain excerpts while with Kyle. I wanted to see what their viewpoints, their discussions together, because I think that's the important thing, because what really this matters is about an unconscious bias is when Kyle did something that he says he didn't realize he did. It came from a place of unconscious bias. It turned essentially explicit with these unconscious bias everyone has. We are basically hardwired to have biases without realizing whether it's on race, whether it's on class, whether it's the place you live. You might say people in a certain area, you're like, why would they live there? That's so bad. You're just wired in certain biases. And so we try to relearn those things. And that's the cool thing about the Big Brother house is that you have people from all different elements come together. And the goal is to kind of learn more about one another and start to rewire those unconscious biases you have. And I wish that's what Big Brother, this last two episodes, kind of handled instead of having Kyle do that full redemption arc, which is part of the process, but that's not the entire process. And that's really 80% of what we saw. But yeah. I mean it wasn't just about him. It was also about Brittany and Michael. We saw which the episode focused a lot. And if you have some things you want to say about that, David, well, before we do that, I, I don't want to skip our now regular segment. Oh, Julie Chen Moonves is wrong yes. about blank. Um, because not surprisingly, she's wrong about Kyle again. Uh, Dalton Ross asked her what she thought of Kyle dividing the house up by race and how he is dealing with it. She didn't even address the race aspect in her answer. Not one bit. She pretended it didn't exist. The first time she, ah, oh, yeah, it, you know, probably because of Taylor. 
which we pointed out at the time a couple weeks ago was time order didn't work. Um, this time, she doesn't even mention it. She chalked it up to Kyle overthinking and overplaying from a paranoid space. And then she immediately jumped to the rest of her answer about him having humility, wanting true redemption, to learn and grow, etc. So in summary, she ignored the racial aspect again and chalked it up to other reasons. Great job, Julie. It's frustrating to see these answers from Julie, and I sometimes wonder that maybe being in this position for so long as host and to seeing so many of these acts happen year in and year out that she's become in some ways numb to it in a way that she has to honestly kind of put a face to it. And now that's something she truly believes, but it's kind of, kind of, kind of confusing. We don't really talk, delve into Julie too, too much in this instance, but one thing is always like Julie, when she came into the entertainment world, when she worked, she's talked about it also very publicly when she was one of the few Asian Americans who are publicly on television, when she was a face for it. these issues, I know she's gone through of race and racism of having people have certain biases. She's talked about that. She's talked about in like countless books, interviews and whatnot. So I'm so confused sometimes that I wish she would bring her perspective in on that sense on these type of things. Cause she talks about other ways. And if there's anything new with God or prayer, she loves to input herself in that right nowadays. But I'm just so confused sometimes when we have clear cut issues in this place where we know she has an experience to talk about it. She just completely deflects it. And as a host, I feel like you hold some form of responsibility to kind of move the show in a certain direction. You know, you have Jeff Probst in Survivor, regardless of whether you like it or not, he moves and steers the conversation that you have on the Big Brother Canada mm-hmm. side. Um, their host, and I'm forgetting their name. Um, David, if you do you remember the Big Brother Canada's oh, host name? I've never watched it, and I'm blanking on the name. I, I am completely uh, blanking. Yeah, sorry. I, I think it was, uh, I apologize, but yes. them, I didn't mean to put you on but you, you have hosts have a responsibility to the show, especially when they've been there for so long. So, it's just kind of unfortunate to see these interviews, which are laughable at times, but also in these parts, just very disappointing. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe she's just so used to um, uh, Arissa Cox. Arissa Cox, yes. Um, I, I knew we'd be getting Twitter messages if we, yes. if we didn't <laughs> answer that right here. I, so, I just brain farted around that. Yeah, one. same here, same here. Uh, I was like, on the spot. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. And she is much more involved, you know, in my understanding, in Big Brother Canada, whereas Julie is, you know, a, a robot reading what's put in front of her. Um, I, I think just through her recent years, she has gotten used to making excuses for bad behavior, mm-hmm. um, whether it's the players or perhaps other people in her life whose last names she appended to hers. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe that's become a habit. It's a habit. So uh, but uh, now we can go ahead. You had brought mm-hmm. up uh, Michael and Brittany. And yeah, this is something we need to discuss. Uh, how they sat on this information. Uh, We are certainly not the first to bring it up. Mm -hmm. And I agree with those who have already said the situation felt rather icky. And that was a word I already had in my notes. That's a word I've heard used by multiple other people. It's it's just a good word for this because that's how it feels. Um, Because they knew this about Kyle, (coughs) but they waited until it was strategically advantageous to them to use it. From a purely game perspective, holding on to information that can sink someone else is a good game move. 
But as has been discussed both in and out of the house, this goes beyond game. Even when they presented it, they said it goes beyond game. So you can't have it both ways. You know, Michael even said aloud to himself at one point that he had a lot of dirt on Kyle. And if he was going down, he was bringing Kyle with him. Uh, he said while talking to himself another time, he was revving himself up to win the veto. He said he had a reason to win and they wanted to win HOH and send Kyle home and wondering, where's your all white alliance to save you now? So, you know, Michael clearly already had this in his head mm -hmm. and he had even hinted as much to Kyle previously. I, I think Taryn discussed on the round table that Michael had mentioned to Kyle that he had things he could use against him and Kyle just ignored it. I don't know if Kyle was in denial. He truly didn't think he'd done anything wrong or he didn't think Michael would actually do it. Yeah, it's, it is the right word. And I think this is kind of the situation where you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because the reason why I say this, and this is not to be apologetic for Brittany or Michael's behavior in this, but there's really a never good time to bring this up because I, I question, and you can say should have brought this up right in the beginning, but I don't even know if that would have had an impact on the game at all in that moment. I think people would have said, you're using this for strategy in that part of the house because at that time they were kind of on the lower totem pole. And if they took that back, they others might have felt completely not about that or thought it was wrong. It, when it came to this point, there was enough proof and culmination to show that Kyle maybe had actions behind his words that showed this at that point there was. And I'm not saying Brittany and Michael should have waited to now say it in the strategical moment or waited or said it right away. There's really no right answer, I think. And I think really they would have had the ire of the house one way or the other about the situation. Unfortunately, I, and I asked myself too, because like if you put yourself in their shoes is how you would have handled it. I'm, I really don't know because you're playing a game in the house, but at the same time, when you take a stance and say this is above the game, it's hard to use game logic to defend that you didn't say it earlier. So, But one thing I will say I thought it was interesting is the show kind of made them to be more of the perpetrators of withholding the action and these information versus Kyle, the one who actually inhibited these types of biases and actions. So, I mean, if we're just if we're, I'm not saying there's a scale, but if there was a scale of like who's on the wrong meter, Brittany and Mike, uh, Brittany and Michael are definitely on a different stage than when Kyle who did it. They were the ones who withheld information and used it at a time they is questionable. Versus Kyle actually was the person who was having this information about him, who was the one with these implicit biases. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they will definitely have some explaining to do when they get out. I mean, they've already yeah. somewhat discussed their reasons. They both indicated it was weighing on them. They were thinking mm -hmm. about it, etc. cetera. Uh, Michael said in the house meeting that if he could go back and say something, he would have. But he didn't. He didn't say it. You know, uh, he also said that if Kyle didn't come back from Direfest, it wouldn't have been a game issue. Okay, that's true. But there was over a week before Direfest when this happened. Mm -hmm. Wasn't like it happened just before Direfest. Um, and, you know, Terrence said, that he might have had made different decisions if he had known. Though, uh, I mean, this is the same Terrence who actually tried to save Kyle later in the week. So <laughs> they didn't show that at all. Actually would have done. But my point is, I just don't think the reasons given by Michael and Brittany hold up to scrutiny, uh, especially with some of the things that aired on TV, like Michael saying there's no reason to protect him anymore. 
Uh, he did also say he didn't want to use it in the game, but he thought the people should know. The timing is just awfully convenient for them. Uh, you know, Terrence noted in the House meeting, everything they said was would have been. But they didn't. It was all would have been. And, you know, even the way the confessionals and discussions interspersed both Michael and Brittany saying they wanted to make sure they did what was right. And it was a game move. It makes it very hard to disentangle. And, you know, and the editing doesn't help because, you know, we don't they didn't show the house meeting on the live feeds. They production wanted to control the narrative. So we don't know all of what happened there. We don't know if Michael and Brittany had better reasons. It doesn't look like some of the players think they did because some of the players are like, ooh, I don't know. Um, and, but yeah, it just, none of it looks good. Yeah, no, it, it, it doesn't. And I, aside from us being the arbitrators, the ethical judges, I, I don't think, you know, it's court of public opinion, people are going to feel some sort of way about it one way or the other. And I think it'll get hashed out. What I'm interested now to see too is, how the house guests perceive it, because I do think they don't really buy. I, it seems like though a lot of them, Kyle's out of the house. They, that was kind of his verdict by the house. Mm-hmm. I, I still feel like a lot of this will stick on Michael and Brittany and come final two jury house time. There's going to be, if either of them make it to the end, there's going to be some questions are going to get asked regarding this. I imagine Kyle is going to be probably bring something up to them and somebody else might bring up. Why did you sit on this information? And I, go ahead go ahead sorry no I, i'm just curious to see how it impacts them in the game because i feel like this actually in fact has turned some of their potential allies against them yeah i, I think uh, uh terrence and monty have already been talking about that like we have to tell the jury yeah um and um so yeah it, it you know, even even Turner noted in confessional, it was very convenient timing mm-hmm. uh, when Taylor, you know, to reveal it when Taylor was in danger. Uh, Monty has made comments about it. Terrence has made comments about it. Viewers were not the only ones to notice that it was noticed inside the house. Yeah. And they're going to have to deal with both of those things, both in the game, inside the house. I mean, let's face it. Michael was already target number one anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. This made him target number one prime, I guess. I don't know. Um, But, you know, beyond that, yeah, they're going to have to deal with it in the game. They're going to have to explain themselves after the game. Yeah, it's it's a move that you can't do without blowback on yourself. They, their goal was to get out Kyle in one shape or form because it was a strategic move as well as probably an ethical move on their part. I don't think it's wrong to say that it was both those types of things on their side and the way they were thinking but they got what they wanted done, but there are going to be ramifications on their own part. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, we'll have to just wait and see. Yeah. Now, after all this discussion of Michael and Brittany, I do think it's worthwhile to mention. There's another set of people who didn't mention anything about what Kyle said. CBS and big brother production, because despite the fact that we've been talking about this for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a couple few weeks, they didn't put any of this on TV until Michael and Brittany forced them to do so by bringing it up. Um, and, and, you know, we previously discussed how Julie blew off what Kyle was saying when Dalton Ross asked her a couple weeks ago. So, you know, I do think CBS and Big Brother 
owe an explanation on this as well. Do I think they're going to give one? Hell no. They've never given an explanation. Look at your season as one prime example right there. You know, but someone, uh, you know, I was going to say someone needs to hold them accountable, but nobody's going to hold them accountable. No, you know, no I, I, I just think it needs to be noted. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. They wouldn't have done this unless their feet was on the fire. They had a, a program they were going to run a narration they were going to run and they were going to drop little parts of we get you equality equity mm-hmm. then there's small little segments that they wouldn't have done beforehand and be like they're going to love this they're going to eat it up enough but it's never enough because they do the bare mon- minimum even though the bare minimum is better than what it was three years ago it's still quite small and so they weren't going to show this. This wasn't part of their, you know, the conversations of unconscious bias to label one of their players as a true racist. Um, so they did everything they could to kind of rectify that. I do feel like it was kind of punishing Michael and Brittany with the edit where they're like, we're going to, because Michael and Brittany didn't get the edit where like, we're going to stand up and say something about this because we need, they got the more edits, like they got the edit of weasels. And I'm not yes. calling them that, but that's the edit they got yeah. from CBS where it was like, we're going to tattletale and talk about this. When you kind of spill the beans about an alliance, that's the type of edit they gave Michael and Brittany instead of what could have potentially been. And I'm not saying they should be applauded for holding onto information, but I do think it was a very interesting narration they gave them versus like, we are going to take a stance against this and talk about this instead of, oh, we're holding onto information that we're finally dropping for strategical yeah. reasons. Yeah. All right. Um, as I had mentioned, you know, that was uh, a lot of Kyle related and even the Michael and Brittany stuff was Kyle related uh, information. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we get to the rules? I think um, I think everything else I'm going to save to the rules. I mean, I guess if we want to talk about Alyssa breaking up with Kyle and I guess uh, back with him breaking so. up. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing the show, first of all, and you know, maybe I don't mind this so much, but the show never showed us the true relationship between them, which, you know, I mean, they should have been able to fit it into their edit. It was only 10 seconds, but, um, you know, so they never showed that they then showed the breakup, but then they didn't show them getting back together in that same 10 second fashion multiple times. Uh, after they supposedly broke up. So everybody's watching this going, oh, those two broke up. How sad. Oh, they broke up and then got back together and then got back together and then got back together. And It's like, come on. Um, don't worry, yeah. I'll have a TikTok on it. So No, yeah. It, I mean, it, they've really conveniently, it's kind of like, you know, those um, those children's stories you hear when you're younger about like just some random fairy tale. And then you find out it's a lot darker than it actually. Oh was. yeah. That like the that. real grim fairy tales were exactly, really exactly. Um, same way with this is that they had a certain story. They want to tell how did bad people confronted him, talked to him and they worked through their problems. Aftermath is Alyssa broke up with him. Terrence was mad at him. Reality was Terrence was fighting to keep Kyle this whole week here. Alyssa gets back with him and is trying to say hey, he's not as bad as I thought he was. There's a way more, like he's mm-hmm. there wasn't much learning and growing actually truly going on because uh, the accountability line lasted maybe ten seconds honestly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All let's right. go to the rules. Well, before we get to the rules, I I, I do want to mention, of course, the uh, there it is. Uh, that uh, the survivor version of the rules 
uh, come in a shorter, much more colorful version in poster form. Uh, go to robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed, scroll down to the poster and click on it. In addition to the poster, you can keep scrolling. You can get the poster on a T-shirt. You can get the checklist on a T-shirt. You can get the checklist on a mug. Um, and uh, so make sure you go to robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. Uh, in particular, the uh, checklist T-shirt, when I did a Y blank one for Survivor South Africa, uh, the winner uh, um, who I won't spoil, but mentioned on Instagram, he was like, Oh, I like that shirt. I'm like, well, <laughs> I have the place where you can get that. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, you can, uh, go again to Rob has slash Y X lost feed. I love that. And I will add that if you guys are interested, because survivor is going to start very shortly, September 21st is when it premieres. If you order one of those shirts or posters now, it should come in time before then. So on premiere day, you can track them alongside David Bloomberg on why each person loses week in and week out with the poster in your background. That's right. Now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. We are actuaries in a world filled with unpredictability. We use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. We're back, so let's get back to the show. All right. Well, it might seem like the reason for Kyle's eviction is pretty obvious, but there are other questions at play. How did Kyle's other actions impact the situation such that the information was released when it was? How did his previous game-related decisions play into his position and affect his relationship with Michael and Brittany as well as everyone else? Why did he feel he was at the bottom of the leftover weeks ago, and how did he end up there? We'll get into all of this and more as we determine why Kyle lost. Now. Sometimes we go out of order through the rules when one in particular rises up above all the others, and it's necessary to discuss that one in order for the others to make sense. This is one of those times, because we need to start with the fifth rule. Normally for this rule, we discuss the main part that tells players they need to pretend to be nice and play the social game. But there are other parts of this rule, and they're more specific. And we really need to address one subcategory in particular that says, keep your politics and controversial beliefs to yourself. Now, the first thing we need to address is whether Kyle even recognized that his beliefs in this area were controversial or political. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, has been discussed since the revelations, he's talked to other players and some things that have come up were that uh, he was raised uh, sheltered in Utah. He didn't know uh, many black people, uh, etc. I, I lived in a bubble. He's 29 years old. He is not 12. Okay. He's on TikTok and presumably other social media frequently. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, Terrence compared him to a cultural adolescent, but Kyle had plenty of opportunities to get out of his own bubble and meet people, learn about the world at the very least. He should have known that what he was saying and proposing was not cool. Uh, and, and not just because of how it would look, but because, as we've discussed in previous weeks, his claims were completely lacking in evidence and, in fact, went against the evidence. But before we get to that issue, the point here is that Kyle should have known 
that what he was saying was controversial, also known as stupid. And this rule specifically says you also have to remember to shut your trap when it comes to politics or other areas that might be controversial. Nobody needs to hear your opinions. Maybe Kyle thought it was okay to discuss with Michael and Brittany because they were both white, but it wasn't. You can't make assumptions like that. It, it's, it just all goes back to ignorance, complete ignorance on his part. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's interesting because we've used this rule to talk about players in the sense of don't let your emotions get away from you with this rule five. But with Kyle in this instance about keeping your political beliefs or controversial beliefs to yourself, I remember exactly, I think it was in our preview episode we did a good amount of weeks ago, about almost two months ago, when we discussed Kyle and I said one of my worries, and I think we both discussed it. I wonder if he will be able to keep his political or controversial beliefs to himself. Because at that time, we thought he might be a little bit more um, loud about certain beliefs through his social media. So we were like, I wonder if that's right. going to rub people the wrong way. Um, and here's the thing is, yes, he is 29 years old. And in this day and age, at 20, 2022, there are certain conversations you understand that you have to have a certain subtleness to talk about it and if you know when kyle talked about these conversations it wasn't this bluntness where he was like oh i think he was walking around a fine line circling the conversation of an all-white alliance that these people are coming together because they have commonalities we've seen a really strong belief in the past season where they came together for a mission he spelled it out knowing exactly and i i think oh no no he said it never occurred to him when when julie asked him you know, uh, when you proposed this alliance of all the white people, did mm -hmm. it occur to you? Oh, no, that didn't occur. Oh, baloney. Yeah. It, Come it, on. He, he was smart enough to tiptoe around the conversation, to drop hints to Michael and Brittany because he felt comfortable around them because probably in his experience, the white people he's been around, they've been comfortable to have conversations a little bit more around like that, not realizing that groups aren't this homogenous groups aren't all the same homogenous groups don't all stick together and that might be from his experience and that's why he imparted that bias to others but it wasn't the case and unfortunately he had conversations that he seemed accustomed to with people who come from different backgrounds where that's isn't okay there or shouldn't be okay anywhere so uh, this was really truly the start of his downfall but not yeah. his only part no no now, moving to something I already referenced, but said, well, let's just hold off a second. One thing we discussed before is the nature of his comments and how they didn't even correlate with the evidence in front of him. <laughs> he made an assumption that all the non-white players were working together because of reasons. And even though it was clear that those very players were targeting each other, some of them were working closely with him, like Monty. You know, he talked about uh, some of them having unifying goals, like Joseph and Indy being there to represent. But what he seemed to be missing was they were representing for different groups. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's, doesn't make sense if you're comparing it to the cookout. And it wasn't even just his talk about a supposed cookout 2.0, but also a number of other microaggressions, like calling Joseph aggressive and a scumbag. I mean, he sat there and this was another thing I made into a TikTok because you're on if you're not watching live feed, you're sure not going to see it. He was just he was sitting there saying he's a scum, bad scum. He's terrible. I hope the show I hope production shows what kind of person he was. 
Yeah, they did. He's a really, really nice guy. You, on mm-hmm. the other hand, not so much. But, you know, he also said Taylor and Monty were loud and aggressive, which, you know, this takes us back to the early days of the season where similar things were said about Taylor, despite them being patently false. I, yeah, I think if anybody and any of the viewers, too, who aren't just live, I think it's finally very apparent that Monty and Taylor are the most opposite of loud, brash people. If anything, I, the biggest um, adjective I heard about, like, Monty is that he seems like very calming and a very like water chill person. Very mm-hmm. like he's able to communicate himself in a very eloquent way that calms people down. And we saw that apparently we've seen Taylor move with grace completely. We've seen him completely subvert these stereotypes that people have on him who insist on continuing these stereotypes on him. Taylor, uh, Taylor may be the nicest person to have ever appeared on reality TV. I, I agree. I don't. I mean, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't understand how she does it. I my head would be exploding because we have to keep in mind is that it's very not it's very easy to be nice and kind in situations when you are in control, you are in power and no one's coming for you. Taylor has been gunned at since week one and insists on even on the people who came at her to still show them kindness and grace when it, if she finds out it's not game, it's whoever it may be. She hasn't been coming at anybody maliciously i mean you can be snarky but you're, you don't have to be it's not malicious so all of these things combined it's just kyle knew what he was doing the conversation he was having and he was trying to make people what they were weren't essentially yeah yeah and you know i, I think um monty had a good point he basically said some of the same things we we said, which was he was talking to Terrence after each of them had spoken to Kyle. And he said that if someone had these suspicions last year and acted on them, that would have been one thing because it was actually happening. Yeah. But the reality is he had nothing here this year other than them not being white. And that's yeah. something that we see so often on social media. People who are defending Kyle, just frankly, outright racists who are jumping into the arguments. You know, they're like, oh, but the the cookout started it. It's all the cookout's fault. The cookout was last year. So, you know, beyond everything else, and believe me, there are some really great explanations out there. I have retweeted them. Um, Mm -hmm. Other people have tweeted them. Taryn has spoken about it eloquently. Uh, the, The people who were on, I think it was the Sunday night recap, spoke about it very eloquently. And they explained it. And um, doing a far, far better job than I could sitting here. And, you know, so I encourage people to, to listen to those. I especially encourage people who are saying, oh, it's the cookout's fault. Unfortunately, those are the people who probably won't. But, you know, we need to try. And the point is that, no, no, it's Kyle's fault. That's it. That is the only person whose fault mm-hmm. it is, Kyle's fault. And the last thing I want to add to this with this part of the rule is that regardless of it ethically, morally being wrong in outside game, it's just strategically bad. This idea, too, is that we are lumping all races that are non-white together when they're so different. Look in this history of Big Brother. We've only had on one season where we've had a black winner and we've not seen any alliances of Asian Americans coming together or indigenous populations or people from total different backgrounds from completely different races come together. And now we're lumping them all together. 
this idea that all you know black indigenous people of color work together in here is just not a factual thing we haven't seen proof of this within the show definitely not this season and the only thing lumping them together actually is a sentiment of anti-white hate and anti-white like alliance that would be the thing that lumps them together with kyle pushing forward to get them all out then if it was more apparent if that was earlier if he was actually voicing these in a way to every single house guest there that would have put them together because of the reaction. Yeah, as a rebound, not the, as a rebound. Uh, just to try to you know, make, yeah, make yeah. sure um, you're not saying they came in there with an anti-white. No, no, it's no. a rebound. It's a rebound. Some people could if it was obvious that the white people were trying to pick them off. Yes, exactly. Naturally, you're not going to just have these random races just all come together. When that's what we saw with the leftovers. It was a really cool, diverse the group of people who came together to make it and try to win the game. And Kyle, which I don't want to break into our next rules, so we're going to get into that. Kyle was the engineer of that. He was in such a good position. Yeah. Yeah, well, before the next rule, we got a few more things. I, I do want to wrap up this part of this rule, and then there's more to it. But because I do want to note, even Kyle's excuses didn't make sense. Because one thing we saw him say in the House meeting was literally the exact same thing we criticized Julie for a couple weeks ago. I think it was the first, it was either the first or second of the, you know, Julie Chen Moonves is wrong about blank. Him claiming Taylor saying she wouldn't nominate Jasmine when she was HOH was one reason he believed they were all connected. Even though Taylor's HOH came after Kyle started saying this crap. So what did the same person in production who fed that to Julie also feed that to, to Kyle and nobody can bother to, to look at the dates. And it's strange. Like, why are you assuming based on that, that sentence, right? That thing that that's going to be a generalization for every single yeah, house. Even if it were true, that's one person, one person. And we've also, at this point, when she said this, she has voted out, taken out Amira. She's voted out and taking out Nicole. It's not like Taylor was not capable of doing it. She actually ended up voting out and getting out Jasmine. Mm -hmm. She was just saying she doesn't want to be in a position right now when she has power to put another black woman on there because there's one, not many of us. They have a shared experience in the same way. You might feel the same way where you wouldn't want to put up Alyssa there, but we're not going to generalize and think that, oh, you're not going to put up every single girl in that house. So you have a specific right. bond experience with that person noted. And, and you take that and use that as confirmation bias to prove this theory of yours that just is not found in any facts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving beyond this key part of the fifth rule, there are actually some other things to address about Kyle. For example, if he had followed the part saying he should pretend to be nice, which is usually the main part we focus on, it's possible none of this would have happened. Because we've already discussed the timing of Michael and Brittany coming forward with the information. But one thing Michael had been talking about was that he could tell Kyle was behind the backdoor plan because he immediately noticed that Kyle wouldn't even look at him like mm -hmm. after Direfest. Uh, he similarly told, uh, or, or rather Kyle similarly told Turner, he couldn't even look at Michael and Brittany without wanting to freak out on them. All because he was so upset that Michael didn't pick him for Big Brochella making Kyle feel bad, which we'll discuss when we get to the fourth rule. But no matter what the reason was, Kyle should not have led on to Michael what was going on. 
He was so smug and sure of himself that he didn't seem to care. You know, there was that whole clip of him saying, like, he's chilling while Michael's ass is grass. And all of that was before the veto comp. So he certainly should have held it in until then. I mean, this is Michael we're talking about. But by letting his true feelings show, he gave Michael the information he needed to formulate a plan. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't he was showing his cards right off the bat and really in a very pivotal moment where you have a very split house at this moment. And even though Turner has power, you are going against somebody who right at that point had a 63 percent win comp rate from any competition he's been in. You have a competition, you plug Michael in there, there's a 63 percent he's winning it because that's what he's been doing. Now, I actually think it's writ. Well, never mind. Um I think but if you then, if you if you pull out the ones where he purposely threw them, it's even higher. It's probably even higher. So it, this idea that you are not going to try to keep a secret of your disdain for Michael, and also pretending to be nice, I feel like should act towards house guests who have gone home in a way too, because he wasn't able to pretend that he actually enjoyed or liked Joseph anymore. He started making up these such these big lies about joseph who he's like he spread this this and this the issue was is joseph what we talked about last week didn't have to pretend to be nice he was very nice and every single thing kyle was saying was so out of character of joseph that it really confused confused all the house because they couldn't believe that joseph would do that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right well we can uh, uh jump back to the beginning here uh and uh, go to the first and usually most important rule uh which is to scheme and plot now all the scheming in the world isn't going to save someone from their own incredibly stupid statements uh but until that point kyle was doing surprisingly well and i say surprisingly because although he tanked himself in the leftovers to some extent by siding with Alyssa. He managed to turn it around with the after party while also still claiming to have allegiance to the leftovers. He had been in a surprisingly good position from a strategic standpoint. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, he was in multiple alliances mm-hmm. from the beginning of the house when and it, he truly was able to jump from alliance to alliance. Um, he, he wasn't a question of if he didn't have enough alliances, he had probably too many alliances but strategically also he understood the tides of when they were coming at him when they were coming against him and the issue was he kind of moved a little too strong when he found that the tides were turning but what we did see is that he was a capable game player and i think us and many others were surprised about how well kyle was navigating the game strategically within those first few weeks yeah i mean i know some people thought he spilled information too quickly at Direfest, but I thought he did what he needed based on wanting to save Alyssa, um, though he said he did it because he was on the bottom of the leftovers. And we'll get to that in a moment. But as far as the Alyssa portion, of course, keeping her around because she was his girlfriend was not a particularly good strategic move. But if we take that as a given, then his actions made sense. Um, did, yeah. He, yeah, it, it it did. He he did what he had to, and because he had a goal in mind, and that was what was kind of impressive with Kyle. When he had a goal in mind, he was able to be a very result oriented person in the sense that do what you need to to get that goal happen. I mean, we saw him secured in a really good alliance from not just the leftovers, but within there the pound. And if he stuck true to those boys within that leftovers group, he would have made it much farther and potentially final four because those boys from Monty, uh, Monty Turner. 
Turner, him, and uh, Joseph. The fourth, Joseph. They would have been loyal to each other, and that was why Joseph was so shocked of that turn. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, but but he was saying, "Oh, I'm on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I was on the bottom." But he ignored the fact that he put himself there. You know, we saw on Thursday's show that he said he was being left out of some decisions. And then he mentioned it again in his interview with Mike Bloom. Well, Kyle, why was that? Why were you left out of some decisions? Oh, because you were spending all your time with Alyssa instead of, instead of talking to your supposed allies. It was very strange, the idea that he was so worried that Taylor, Monty, and Joseph were getting so close together when he was in the bed with Alyssa, physically and metaphorically. Or on the floaty, yeah. On the floor, whatever contraption that could hold both of them, this idea that he was with them. And so now, of course, those people are going to hang out. It's like in any friend group. If you have five people, let's say, for example, or so, um, if you only start hanging out with one person, actually four people, and if you hang out with somebody outside of the group and you're just hanging complete with them every single day, things like that, the days when you're busy with them, those other three people are going to start bonding and closer mm-hmm. together. It's just natural. And it's not, you know, a scheming plot from it because they're still loyal to you the only thing that was weary of them they were being weary of you was that you started getting so much closer to somebody outside of the alliance that you wanted to make you didn't even try to bring him into the alliance actually right you tried to just say well safer safer yeah you know and this of course was not the first time he determined that he was on the bottom of alliance and took action to change it uh that's a big part of how the leftovers were formed to begin with um you know before that Way back in mid-July, he said, I want to create social bonds so I get pulled into alliances. I don't want to be in the forefront. I want to be in that middle ground. Mm -hmm. And that's a smart way to go about things if he had stuck to it. But he always kept worrying when he wasn't in control of the decisions. Big Brother is a marathon. And I think Kyle's game is really apparent about that, is that you have to be consistent in and out every week. Because it just takes one bad week to truly tank your game. And we've seen this actually, I feel like this year is a really apparent about that from Pooch's game, from uh, Amira's game, from, I, I really won't say Nicole and Daniels because those were a culmination, yeah. but you saw players go home, even Joseph's game. They were on the top of the world and unfortunate things happen and boom, they go right at the house. Yeah. Yeah. I, when you said this game is a marathon, I thought you were going to talk to him having, talk about uh, him having yeah. a 10, 10 second sprint, but I feel like, um, it's a bingo list of how many times we've mentioned it. Yes. 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 Don't take shots every time we mention it or else (laughs) that'll be it. You'll be gone. Um, But one more thing I do want to mention before moving to the next rule is something Taylor said about Kyle. He was so afraid of people of color uniting against him when he had a good Alliance in front of him. And this shows how his strategy was affected by what we discussed in the fifth rule. He had a solid Alliance. He had good allies, white, black, you name it. But he imagined that he couldn't trust them when he really could. have. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really good point. I think because I think this actually breaks down a lot of things people are trying to defend Kyle with, because why would Kyle inevitably put himself in a worse position? Because he did. He was really insulated. And his fear was that these people were going to come at him for no apparent reason. There was no proof in it. And people have used the excuse that, oh, Big Brother 24, they had they worried about the cookout. They might come from. But in this season, there was no proof whatsoever. Well, if you were able to have that idea that a cookout might happen on that season, you could have done something about it. This season, 
It doesn't matter if you had an idea about it. You saw in front of you those right. actions weren't being taken right. place. He was in great position, and he the only thing that hindered himself in that way was this, like you said, this fear, this bias of people that really were coming at him that truly weren't. Yeah. Well, we could go to the second rule, which says not to scheme and plot too much and to keep your scheming secret. And one part of this rule discusses how being part of an open couple can impact your game because other players will often want to split you up. Over the past few weeks, we have mentioned several times that Kyle Showmance with Alyssa could affect his game as he tried to balance her with the leftovers. And I also mentioned that the leftovers were stupid to think that they could convince or pressure Kyle into using the veto so his girlfriend could be voted out. Uh, even as late as August 28th, the insider leftovers were talking about Kyle and said the only game reason for him to have wanted to keep Alyssa was if he needed a number. They still didn't get that it was because he wanted to keep his girlfriend around. You know, they were thinking so much strategy and assumed he was too, and he wasn't. As he told Dalton Ross, near the end, I definitely was prioritizing my relationship with Alyssa way more than anything else in the game. But the leftovers didn't see that. It's really unfortunate. I, you know, I don't like bringing like outside people from the game, family members into it. But I, I think it was so public when it came that we saw people who knew Kyle, family members who were really talking about, we don't want Kyle in a relationship in the house. We don't want to see that. And I think they were trying to truly look out for him because Kyle's game would have been completely 100% different, I truly believe, if Alyssa wasn't part of it or if he didn't have the relationship with because here's the thing is without knowing it he started bringing these biases out when he started need to protect Alyssa he needed to find a reason to figure out why not to have them target Alyssa and this was his best excuse he could come with he didn't try to integrate her into alliance or start saying that we should start keeping her in there because he didn't think about it strategically all he thought was Alyssa was his girlfriend he wants to keep her in the game as long as possible like you said he wasn't even worried about a vote there because he's one you want to listen to jury eventually because he, she's a vote for you eventually you know down the line yeah. so yeah, or you want to take her to final two you know either, yeah. way. either um, way but you know yeah last week he told her literally my whole game for the last month has been revolving around you yeah we noticed i mean i know that the leftovers didn't we did and you know yeah so you know as far as the leftovers Maybe it was stupid for Michael to not pick Kyle for Big Brochella and send him over there with two other leftovers and Alyssa as the only options to get voted out. But again, people want to split up couples. His relationship with Alyssa was impacting on the strategy of both himself and the leftovers. And the thing is, you know, back in late July, Kyle wanted Alyssa out. Mm -hmm. He pushed to make it happen, claiming she was a threat. He knew the relationship would be bad for his game. He even told Dalton Ross, I knew coming into Big Brother that a showmance puts an unnecessary target on your back. So I was trying to avi avoid it at all costs. But he could only resist for so long, <laughs> probably about 10 seconds. But when he made the official, uh, the showmance official, he didn't understand why the leftovers were pushing to get Alyssa out. He started it, but then he got mad when they kept going down the path that he had set them on. Yeah, he he didn't have he over strategized certain things. And then when it came to Alyssa, he didn't strategize whatsoever. And he tried to just make gameplays that had no part of strategy to save her. He truly could have 
made some meaningful connection and alliance with Alyssa being a part of it with the other groups, uh, other than that dire house when he made it outside of it, because it, it crumbled down at that point. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing: he was leaving a, sh- a sink that hadn't sunk completely yet, and had incredibly strong players in there who had connections on this other end. Monty through Turner slash mm-hmm. Terrence had certain connections. Taylor had other connections there. Michael, all these people, he was trying to now completely sink that ship when they were still alive and breezy, you know? So it's one thing to jump a sinking ship, but he was jumping from a bigger ship to a smaller ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, well, we can move on to the, mm-hmm. the third rule, um, which um, talks about the need to be flexible. And, uh, you know, maybe being flexible wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have sunk so much. But uh, I think that whatever else he did wrong, Kyle did use quite a bit of flexibility in certain parts of his game. Uh, he jumped from alliance to alliance, as we were just talking about, uh, creating and sinking them as he felt was necessary. And as we've already discussed, he shouldn't have made use of some of that flexibility, but at least he used it to his advantage. I agree. I mean, this is one of the rules that I honestly truly think that Kyle, I mean, he didn't really break in the sense of he he did a really good job. He was really good about being flexible, moving where the wind take took him. And that was where I was most surprised. I thought he would sink his ship so many times. The issue was, I think he was so flexible in so many different ways that he was, it was hard for him to be committed to anyone mm-hmm. but Alyssa. Um, and right. that was where his flexibility ended, was he wasn't able to be flexible with Alyssa. So if he continued on that track where he was able to kind of just keep bouncing checks and keep going week in, week out, betraying whoever he needed to, because he did that in the beginning, right. he would have found himself in a really good position. but. I think Alyssa was his immovable object. Yeah. And in real life, we'd probably say you would want your boyfriend not to be flexible about getting rid of you. Yeah. But this isn't real life. It's a game. And, you know, we've already discussed how that impacted him. Yeah. All right. So we can go to the fourth rule, which says players should not let their emotions control them. And we're back at the Alyssa situation again. Uh, We've already discussed how his relationship affected his game. And the funny thing is that Kyle himself knew this was possible back in July when he said he wouldn't let it interfere with his game. And he told her, you know, he wouldn't get into a relationship with her uh, at least until jury. And yeah, well, we saw how that went. It's it's tough because I always say that People, survivor players have said this before, but I think it's actually even more relatable to Big Brother is you get like the survivor fever in a sense, mm-hmm. or sorry, island fever, where whoever you see on the island, they could be whoever they, what they look like. They become the most beautiful thing to you because there's nobody else you see. You're stuck with them. And in Big Brother house, I think that unfortunately happens too often for certain players where they just become obsessed with this person and they become every single moment that you have waking in that moment, you're trying to fill it with something to do. It's very boring in the big brother house. You have certain board games. Eventually they give you. And after week two to three, you run out of all of the stories you have in your, you know, you've told them everything. So when you have somebody like that, it's so easy to become attached to. And I just don't think if you're a player, if you're watching this, you're a future player, you have to prepare yourself. If you're going into that house single in any shape or form, you need to prepare yourself to, not just saying I won't do it, but mentally being ready to be able to like fight off any emotions, things like that, because that's truly where Kyle failed here. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, and, and a, a big part of what led up to the split. Um, sorry, I'm actually changing topics. I thought I was going to talk about the uh, Alyssa some more, but I just realized, no, I want to go off and talk about um, the split between Kyle and Michael. Mm-hmm. And this was something I mentioned a little while ago uh, at, that earlier this week, Kyle indicated that he was upset at Michael not picking him for Big Brochella. And he thought that by Michael picking Brittany and then Taylor and then Monty instead of him, it showed he wasn't really a close ally of Michael. And while he was right when it came to Brittany and Taylor, he should have known that Monty was actually the backup target to Jasmine if she had somehow won veto. Did did Kyle want to be the backup target? Uh, you know, but rather than talk to Michael about this, he seethed about it for a week and then wanted to take revenge. This was purely emotional, even though I'm sure he convinced himself it was strategic. And it was this anger, this lack of emotional control that, as we already discussed, led him to want to target Michael and also made it so he couldn't even pretend things were normal between them. Exactly. I think one thing that's um, kind of understated sometimes is that his emotions is what led him into going into the house when the, the split house started fusing in the sense that they could have made a much better strategy, I think, of why Joseph went home, of where it could have been a tie break. Terrence broke then, meaning, making it seem like only Terrence, Alyssa, and Kyle were together, with mm-hmm. Turner being still left over as loyal. Have Turner work his way there. If he wins HOH, great, like he did. And then they could kind of blindside that side and not let Michael, Brittany, and all of them realize that, oh, actually, they're on the chopping block when they made it very apparent. Because, uh, and we'll get to what, eventually Turner's game, but Turner was a misplay in here where he did, he he was very apparent. And same way, Kyle, Kyle was able to rein his emotions in and try to say, we need to be the bad guys, kind of. We need to be the three who turn and play that role up instead of emotionally saying that Joseph was the one actually who turned crazy when that wasn't true at all and turning on Michael, we would have seen, I think, a different result. Yeah. We I don't think we would have seen actually Michael even have to play the card where he talks about this is why Kyle's bad. I think he he would have thought Kyle's automatically going home. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. We're back. So let's get back to the show. All right. Well, we can move into the uh, sixth rule, which warns against being too much of a threat. We just discussed how his emotions pushed him into deciding to target Michael. And also we covered how he couldn't hide his feelings that obviously made him a threat to Michael. And Michael wasn't going to stand for any of that. But beyond or before that point, what did you think of him in terms of this rule? You know, it was really impressive that I thought he really managed his threat level really well. I think he had, he was playing a game similar to Joseph in the sense that he kind of was like on both sides of it. They thought Indy liked him a bit. Jasmine liked him. All the, um, the girls, the girls, girl remnants, they all really enjoyed him. Alyssa liked him. I thought he felt he did a good way to not make himself a threat. Still feel like he had competition prowess, but he wasn't on anyone's target really. The only issue was when he came back, like you said, his threat level raised way too high in Michael's eyes because he realized he was slowly becoming a target and Kyle was the one pushing it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you said Kyle played a really good game in the first four weeks when he said he doesn't want to be the mastermind, the puppeteer of all these different things because he was also had a great story of the person who 
identified alongside Joseph that, whoa, we're being on the left out. We're the leftovers. We need to create the leftovers. He has a great story to go all the way there where he was puppeteering essentially kind of in some ways a Hayden Big Brother 12 game of the Brigade where he had a group of guys he was pushing forward. But unlike the Brigade, they, he got too attached to the girls on his side where he wasn't able to make a logical decision um, to kind of cut them. So, but threat level aside, I, that with that in mind, he did a really good job of playing it until he awoke the beast and Michael. Yeah, I mean, back in the first rule, I mentioned how very early in the game, he talked about wanting to be in the middle of an alliance, not mm-hmm. out front. And I, I, like you said, he was doing a pretty good job of that until now. Nobody thought of him as a challenge threat, you know, Michael, Monty, Joseph, uh, just, you know, or a strategic threat until he made himself into one. Uh-huh. I mean, we, we saw his deathbed essentially happen because, I mean, a lot of different reasons, but when Taylor put the final nail in the coffin in that house meeting, she's like, I think the only way for this to go forward is your eviction. Mm-hmm. And really, no one at that point could argue with it because right. of the worry of the social backlash to strategic backlash. She put the nail in his coffin, and ultimately, his actions made him a threat to all their games because of what he was pushing. Yeah, when it yeah. wouldn't have been the case otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Well, the seventh rule says to trust almost nobody, and I think it's pretty clear that the one thing Kyle should not have done was said out loud what his thoughts were about race. Um, you know, but he trusted his fellow white people, Michael and Brittany. And as we discussed, they held that close to their chest for a few weeks. But the whole point of this rule is you can't trust other players in this house with important information mm-hmm. uh, that can be used against you. And talking about alliances, even in general, let alone based on race when no such thing exists in the house. That's definitely important information. It's just, you know, it's odd the way he came at this because there's so many different ways to come out of the strategy to be like, I see, ta- I think a, so, a much more convincing argument than this race alliance would have been like, I see Taylor, Joseph and Monty working together. They're really strong. Um, you throw, if they're able to get somebody else there, I could see a really powerful group of people there versus, you know, saying, oh, they're going to work with Terrence, Indy, et cetera. You, mm-hmm. There's so many ways you could have came at this without making it one about race. And actually to help your point across, he trusted too many people. And one thing is I'm going to say is he trusted Alyssa way too much because here's the thing. And we'll get to it. I've seen other people talk about it, but it's not enough. Most of the people who have gone home have been one shape form because of Alyssa. She has, <laughs> literally spilled all the beans on almost every single plan to anybody who didn't need to hear it. And she has not been an asset whatsoever to Kyle in this game. Her votes to him didn't matter. Her strategical talk to him didn't matter. There was literally no game element that she added to Kyle's game whatsoever. And I'm almost impressed that Kyle has gone to bat for so much that we look at back at showmance. There's been an opportunity where the other partner of the showmance, whether it was, Brendan and Rachel, whether it was mm-hmm. Jackson and Holly, all these different people, love them or hate them, they were able to help each other as a showmance, right? Because you're only helpful as a showman because right. you're working with – he wasn't playing with another player. It was it, it was no one there because she was literally not carrying the element. So him trusting in her completely when she couldn't win any competition, she had no strategical prowess. She was 
she doesn't even know she's in the game half the time. I, I don't, I literally don't know what's going to happen without Kyle there right now. What are her conversations going to look like? Cause we've seen nothing from Alyssa. I mean, so. she could end up in the finals. I, I, you know, I, I mean, she could be dragged along. I, I wouldn't, but she it, could be. At that point, it'd be like what? I think it, from the great words of uh, Zach Rancy, or uh, give him his money. Just give him all the yeah. money right now because there's no right. Literally, or give whoever yeah. is in the final two what's in the There's, I, I can't see a world in the argument of her. She, I, there's, I, I don't even know where we'll ever write about her or talk about her because you have to play the game to say why we you lost. I know this it, is not that Alyssa segment. It'd be a but short one, but yeah. It'll be a very short yeah. one. Yeah. So I've been holding my rant of Alyssa in for so long. <laughs> well, I'm glad you could let it out it, in this safe just, space. I always understand that out of a 16 cast, there's always going to be one person who is like, you're not going to do much. Now. But man, put anybody else in that position. Put a banana in her position. The game would have been interesting. Honestly, cut the game one week shorter. The game would be more interesting without that person in there. <laughs> and I bet they're a nice person outside the game. But within this game here, there's no element of it that's made it interesting. I just, and I don't know what Kyle has strategically seen. This is the reason why he's going to uh, Well, he's not thinking with his strategic brain. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and she dumped him. She dumped him. Uh, did she? Got know? back with him. Eh, we'll see if she stays with him afterwards. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, not. she will. I think she'll lose the, the BB goggles. Um, yeah when she gets out of there but uh, you know at least for now yeah back again so maybe she'll want to run to jury because she misses him so um speaking of jury uh we have the appendix a which deals with the jury phase of the game and is about how players need to plan ahead for making it to final two and how they should work the jury i don't think that really came into play here as Almost everyone just wanted Kyle out once the information was revealed or before then. It will be interesting to see how Kyle's vote goes um, at the end and also how people will vote. We talked about earlier with Michael and Brittany, um, if they make it to the end, uh, obviously in a situation like I was just describing of Alyssa being dragged to the end. Okay. She automatically gets one vote. We know. Um, mm -hmm. but. Other than that, it'll be interesting. I just, you know, it, there wasn't much thought of the jury phase in this week's activities. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting. I think there's few factors in play. I think <laughs> for better or worse, and I can just be speculating, but I feel like Kyle at the end is going to vote to maybe as a ramification for his actions. If he sees some form of Monty Taylor or Terrence in that final two, he's going to send a vote their way because I think of how he's actually, I'm not saying that by like, that's exactly what's going to happen, but I could see that now being something he feels like he needs to do because of his yeah. actions. Um, but I also feel like with Kyle leaving the house, Terrence has probably got almost a guaranteed jury vote. I, I feel that way just because of because Kyle's leaving the game for what he'll view as non-game issues, something mm -hmm. outside the game. Terrence was the one who basically gave him, from what we saw, a gateway of repentance and accountability and like kindness and love, as he explains it. I feel like he's going to look at that in the jury and really reward him. I do think Michael and Brittany are going to be in trouble here. Mm -hmm. with their actions unfortunately because i think kyle in some shape or form might hold them accountable 
Michael has the ability to, <coughs> excuse me, has the ability to kind of beat out anybody's presumptions or even hatred for him just because of the game he's so far played if he makes it to the final two. Brittany, though, this might be a sinker for her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who Brittany could have beaten before now anyway. Yeah. That, so I know she's your winner pick. I but. know. I know. Uh, you know, but I mean, really, Michael and Brittany at this point have to go to the end together almost. I think it's it, it's it's really shaping out to be because the issue is it's not even the gameplay for themselves so, obviously for themselves yeah. Yeah. yeah I think this season is showing that it's not just about the gameplay but the storyline yeah where we look at Taylor her storyline being like so incredible of beating out anybody who goes against her to mm-hmm. Monty who I honestly didn't put too much clout into versus really seeing him always being on the right side of things even though he's been in danger he's always been on the right side of votes mm-hmm. and he's been very strategic in the way he moves but it's so hard to say with against someone like Michael but I think we're starting to see the gap starting to appear between right. these three players here and potentially yeah I mean maybe Turner I think Turner's unfortunately fallen off quite a bit from that top three area from jury vote side yeah but um yeah we'll have to be i mean yeah it'll really a lot of it'll depend who they're up against and how people feel at that point so which is exciting i think we have we have a lot of different people with you know conversations going to jury house how now joseph has influenced them how kyle Mm -hmm. influenced them potentially right all right well i think it's about time to wrap things up so what are your final thoughts about kyle I think Kyle, we saw week in and week out um, how his conversations involved from implicit bias to explicit biases to pull out racism. Um, but his racism was only one reason of the re- re- reasons he actually had to leave the house. We saw a multitude of those. He was in a really good position. And Kyle showed a lot of uh, examples of good gameplay and then mixed with getting obsessed with somebody in the house that kind of tanks their game. Um, Kyle could have been, I think, a really strong player going to the end. I think he had a really good win equity and chance to get there. Unfortunately, he can blame literally no one but himself because all the actions he took were based on his own decisions. He decided to tank his own game from being with Alyssa. He decided to lose the trust of his allies through his racist actions. And ultimately, the alliances that he wanted to build broke down because he jumped ship way too quickly. All in all, there's a lot of reasons, but for these few reasons, this is what Kyle, I believe, would help. All right. Well, as I mentioned in the intro uh, before we got to the rules, it may seem obvious that Kyle was voted out because of the things he said regarding race-based alliances. But there was a series of events that led to that. First, Kyle felt like he was on the outs of his alliance and with Michael in particular. He had an emotional reaction to that and he couldn't hide it. This gave Michael the ability to counter including with what Kyle had previously said on several occasions. If Kyle doesn't get mad or doesn't show to Michael that he's mad and contain, can maintain the appearance of still being on his side, does the information still get revealed? I have no way of knowing for sure, but it seems unlikely. When Kyle was acting only for himself, he did a decent job of strategizing. He co-formed the leftovers. He kept himself safe. Once he was playing for both Alyssa and himself, that all changed. And he took things in a downhill direction. At one point, Kyle said, I would sacrifice almost anything in the game except maybe Alyssa. He kept Alyssa, but he sacrificed not just his game, but also his character. 
It was bad enough that he believed and said the things that he said, but he made it worse in a game sense by starting a row of dominoes falling, falling, which led to that revelation. And that is why Kyle lost. Well, All right. Well, um, before we uh, finish things out here, let me quickly remind everyone um, that you can go to robhasawebsite.com slash yxlostfeed, get Survivor poster, shirts, you name it. Um, also, uh, uh, people should not forget that we are active on several different social media platforms, right? Yep, we are active on multiple different social media platforms where we discuss Big Brother and a number of other topics. On Twitter, I'm at the OV Kabir and David is at David Bloomberg. We are both on TikTok where I am at Basmati Boy and David is David underscore Bloomberg with Survivor season, I think, 40 three coming yep. out um we are going to that's going to premiere on september 21st but don't fret because david is going to start recovering those and covering each of those with an average uh two videos maybe per day or per, actually with it only being once a week it might be average of a video per week but he'll find a way to break it through multiple times uh it'll be for mini wide blank loss for survivor and then other big brother videos with the end of the season coming on there uh finally we're both on instagram david is at david dot e dot bloomberg and he copies all his videos from TikTok over there you can go watch david argue with people and trolls on there because he's been getting into it with people on there and i love it and i'm also at obi kabir on instagram where i post reels of my dog my life and big brother We're both very active on social media so if you have any questions about what you think about what you saw there send us a dm and we would love 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 if you let us know where you're watching this from which you came from TikTok to here Twitter to hear and let us know what you think if there's other reasons that kyle went home or rules he broke that we didn't even cover we'd love to hear them or if you think we're wrong and let me know if you believe Alyssa has been doing something strategic in the game that <laughs> i've missed because for any Alyssa fans out there i'm here to stand corrected <laughs> yeah otherwise don't uh, don't tell us if you think we're wrong you know no. <laughs> <laughs> if you have evidence then you can do it um but uh um, yeah, as we uh, wrap up, I want to encourage people to check out the RHAP patron program at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. Uh, you get access to two special patron only Big Brother podcasts, early live access to former player interviews and more. And when Rob isn't talking directly to everyone, there's Facebook groups, Discord. Uh, you can talk Big Brother, Survivor, life in general. And you can support shows like ours and everything on the network by becoming a patron at robhaswebsite.com slash patron, or just click on the link that is handily at robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. Uh, also, make sure you're subscribed to all the RHAP podcasts by also going to our YX Lost Feed page. Uh, you'll find for Big Brother, great content like daily live feed updates, the Big Brother Stock Watch. Again, Ovi was on this week and much more. One podcast everyone should definitely check out if you like sports, is RHAP's official sports podcast, The Offspeed Pod. Each week, host Grace Leader explores a different sport, such as roller derby, golf, ultimate frisbee. The Offspeed Pod slows things down to examine different sports, as well as taking a look at what's happening in the sports world at large. Uh, and you can subscribe to the podcast at robhaswebsite.com slash offspeedpod. With that... Uh, thanks to Scott St. Pierre for the editing done on this podcast and to Will for America for the theme song. Thanks, of course, to you, Ovi, for once again joining me, lending, especially this week, uh, your experience on multiple fronts from having been in a house where a lot of these issues had come up 
uh, you unfortunately having direct experience with it. Um, so, you know, really appreciate you being here to, to share your thoughts in that way. Thanks, Dave. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And I can't wait to talk to y'all more next week. Yep. We'll be back here after a hopefully calmer week. Bye. This is why blank lost. And this is why blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why blank lost.